G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and this week we are discussing our 2022 season predictions. With me is Andy on occasion. G'day mate, how are you? I'm good mate. Excellent. And also Dave, who I happen to call Hodgie quite a bit. So if you hear the name Hodgie, I'm referring to Dave. That's not his actual name, but months ago I read his Facebook page wrong and he's only just confronted me about it. So how are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. Just slightly offended that you've been getting my name wrong for a few months. My apologies. Yeah, all good, mate. My apologies. I'm really keen to have this chat because Andy and Dave haven't met each other before today. And I know both their predictions and thoughts and beliefs on F1 very, very well. And I know one thing, they don't agree on any of it or only very little of it. And I think the best example of that is who should have won last year. Super fucking Max. Max, no, no way. Hamilton, all the way. The song's called Supermax because he's super. So the plan for today is we're going to start at number 20 of who we think will come 20th in the Drivers' Championship, and we're aiming to get to one. We will take bets, though, on whether we make it, I dare say. All right, gentlemen, number 20, who do you have? Nikita Mazepin. So I also have Mazepin, but I had a little bit of a thought about this one too. I reckon Mazepin has it in him to come 21st out of 20 drivers. He did that in 2021. He was beaten by Robert Kubica. So I'm thinking at some point in this season, someone is bound to get COVID. There's going to be a driver that fills in. And naturally, that driver is going to be better than Mazepin. It's not hard to do. So I think someone is going to 100% be above Mazepin by the end of the season. So who's going to catch COVID and who's going to replace him? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. There's a few drivers that caught it last year. Like I can think off the top of my head, at least definitely Hamilton did. Um, I think Stroll was shitting himself on weekend, but I don't think that yeah. was COVID. I think, I think did Leclerc get it in the like, yeah, he break? got it in the off season. Yeah. Or in the off season. So, summer break or so off did season. Gasly. Yeah. There's been a, like, that's something. I there's a few drivers that have got it, but it didn't affect their races as much. No. Um, Checo had it. Checo's the year had before. it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's why Hulkenberg came. Yep, that's true. All I right. think picking, I'd, I'd love to see Hulkenberg back. Yeah, I think picking yeah. the person to come in and replace will be interesting. I think if it's Alpine, it will be Oscar. But teams are famous for completely ignoring the point of having a reserve driver. Yeah, well, I think... Is, is that because sometimes, though, they're already racing that weekend in the Formula 2? So A lot of the time. I mean, they can't do both. Categories. Or other categories. But... And I guess that kind of makes sense, but there definitely was times where it was just like, no, Hulkenberg's available, get him on the plane kind of thing. And, you know. Was yeah. it Stoffel Van Dorn who was literally in the hotel at the track playing on PlayStation that race being like, well, my schedule must have been pretty full for them not to pick me. Yeah. I think he was trackside being like, I that's, can't believe I didn't get picked for this. That's pretty rough. Uh, look, my heart says Hulkenberg. Yeah. My heart says Hulkenberg. That's who I'd like to see come back and replace. Yeah. Can you imagine though, Hulkenberg, you know, Hamilton or Russell gets it. Hulkenberg steps into the Merc. Gets that podium. Gets that elusive podium. Oh, that would be Them so points. sweet. It was one of the, I'm not a massive fan of Drive to Survive, but one of the most heartbreaking moments is when they're following Nico and it's season one and he's in the yeah. shop and the kid's like, how many races have you won? He's like, None. And they're like, how many podiums have you got? And he's also like, also none. Look, it's a really it's, hard sport yeah. trying to explain to the kids <laughs> why it's so hard. It's so, yeah, it was just such that kid's innocence, but that just like brutal cut right to the bone, like, oh, felt for him at that point for sure. As did I. So that's, look, 
someone may come in and put Mazabin to 21st. Yeah. But without that, he stays at 20. Yeah, he's last. 19. I'm going to say Guan Yu Zhou. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I think... I I don't think they get many points, Alpha, if any. Yeah, I don't think they will. And I think just being a rookie driver as well in a car like that, it's, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult, I think. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I've gone for something that might be a bit controversial then. Yeah. You're going to say Stroll, aren't you? No, I've written down Sonoda for Ooh, 19. Interesting. But that's your favorite team. I am a sucker for Alpha Tori. I, to be fair, I'm a closet fan for about, I'd say, 10 of the teams on the grid. Yeah. Closet fan for about 10. I am an absolute sucker for the Red Bull teams. So uh, I do I'm like well Alpha Tori. aware of that. But I think the rookie Guan Yu Zhou coming in is far more experienced than Sonoda. And he will be in an equivalent-ish car. That's why I've put him so low. So I think all the people around him and in other cars, I'm betting on the fact that the grid will be significantly more competitive. And I really like Yuki, but he struggles under pressure. And I think this is going to be an absolute firecracker of a season for pressure. Yeah. And because of that, when he sees red, he crashes. And there's going to be pretty much every race where he's going to be expected to fight tooth and nail. I see him crashing a lot and kind of just burning the season a little bit. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Do Red Bull then replace him next season if your prediction is true? I'd say so. Yeah, I think he's got to perform. Unless he does well. But also, it was really, really hard for me to have a consistent thought process while doing this list. I was so caught between what do I actually think and what do I want. Yeah. Didn't you admit to me you forgot someone? While doing the list... I got 18 drivers down in about two minutes and then for about eight minutes I panicked and and racked my brains and I couldn't remember who I was missing and I realised I missed the whole Williams team and they're both drivers <laughs> from my list. And I really like Albon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... He's also still a Red Bull driver. Yeah, he's got it on his helmet this year. Yeah, that he's was still, He's see. still sponsored by them. Hmm. Anyway, I think that's it for number 19. I'd agree. All right, gentlemen, let's move straight on to 18. So who did you have? I got Mick. Yeah, I also had Mick as well. Do you know what I want? Yeah. I really, and I really hope for, not only in the season, but mainly for this show, that you two guys start to disagree very soon. Because I've set up an argument, and at this point, I've gone separate from you two again. Yeah, look, I think we're going to start disagreeing a little bit later on. I hope so, because I had Guan Yu Zhou in 18. You did? Oh, okay. So yeah, no, I, I think Mick's going to do it. He's going to do better last, than last season. I think potentially points this season. I think hopefully if the car is is there or thereabouts this season, I think he'll be able to show his potential. Like he, he, he well and truly, I think, outperformed the car last season for being a rookie driver in a difficult car to drive. I thought he did really well. And I'd like to see him do a lot better this season. Well, I have him down in my list to actually score points. So mm. I really hope he lives up to that because there's nothing I love to see more than Mick Schumacher score points. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I really want him to score points this year too. I don't, I don't agree with your thought that he outperformed the car last year. I don't think he did a bad job, but I think he did well with the car. Yeah, but okay. It's probably a it better never, way. It never, yeah. in my eyes, to outperform a car, you kind of need to be like Charles a few years ago. Yeah. Where Seb spun absolutely every race and was qualifying heaps far down and Charles was still putting it significantly up the grid. Fair However, point. I don't think he did a bad job whatsoever. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I, To be fair, I had... 
I had Shumi at seventeen. Yeah, okay. So I was only I was only one point off there. Oh, you got at eighteen. Joe. Guan Yu Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Um look, he's coming into the Alpha. We don't necessarily know where the Alpha will be. They've kind of been sitting in the wilderness a little bit. He's got a fair chunk of experience from F two. He's mm. a very mm. experienced F two campaigner, but I just see some other teams having better packages and better drivers to put them up. So he yeah. was kind of that wasn't a pick like, yep, he's definitely sitting there. That was more me going, okay, I've got like four spots left. I need to put some people in this list. Yeah. So that's yeah. where he landed. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else on your 18 pick of Shumi? No. Excellent. Well, 17, my pick Shumi. Yep. I've said Albon. You've said Albon? I've gone Latifi. Yeah, okay. So you just, you th- are you thinking Williams are going to be down there? Is that? I don't think Williams are going to be down there. It's more I got to the end of my list and I had five drivers left and I needed to put Yeah, them in. fair enough. See, and with how I've got the constructors, I just feel that's where Latifi will fall. Yeah, okay, because I had Latifi as 16 and I'm just thinking it's because just the last few years, Williams haven't really had the car. But I think they've got the car this year. You think they've got the car this I year? I think they've okay. got the car to score a few points. I, I'm thinking like, I'm not necessarily thinking these these drivers down here are going to score no points either. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's that I just think they're not going to score as many as points many. as the other people. That that's why I'm yeah. going now. I'm not yeah. saying he's not going to score points. I'm thinking he's going to score consistently, yeah. but just not consistently enough to get higher than yeah. that. I'm hoping exactly. I'm hoping that's the case this season that like we've had a few seasons recently where the bottom drivers haven't scored any. I'm hoping that there's enough variation in the car performances and that there's the only- closeness of the racing that there's only like you know that everyone's only Nikita ab- Mazatin that's not scoring. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I but everyone we're all giving ab- each other the look that like, yeah, we're fine if one person doesn't score. That's it. That's it. But I also am really hoping that all the people I've listed here are on minimum of eight points. I think that would be super exciting, mm. and that'd be really good for the sport as well. Yeah, oh, definitely, and for viewership too. Because unfortunately, the scoreboard in F one, due to the how it does score, isn't an appealing thing. Those of us who know that the unpoint unscored drivers are actually in an order based on their performance. Yeah. That's not really spoken about a huge amount. So you just kind of see zeros and like, well, what's the bloody point? Yeah. What's the difference between a zero at like, you know, 11th and a zero at 20th. Exactly. However, people who hang around the sport and and watch it pretty regularly understand that, no, there is significant meaning between 17th and 14th. Well, think about two years ago when Haas and Williams didn't score a single point Mm. and it came down to results of where they positioned where they got prize money, and now it, it comes down to their wind tunnel time as well. Because if you come last, you get more wind tunnel time than the person that comes ninth. Yeah, that's True. an interesting point, actually. Yeah, good good point there. True. So you guys had a Williams driver each? Yep. I had Schumacher. Let's talk about 16. So I've already said Latifi. You said Latifi? Yep. i got Stroll. You've got Stroll? I also have Stroll. So have you got him for the same reasons I do, which is that I don't think Stroll should be in the sport? No. But I have him for similar-ish reasons. That'll do. So based on last year, he came into last year with the reputation of being a once and every now and then on a rainy day driver. He'd put it all together and do the complete package. Last year, we watched the whole season where he never quite got it to work. And that's kind of led me with the feeling that, okay, he can, if the car's good, he will be better. So that pink Mercedes that season where we saw him with those spectacular finishes and placings Mm. I'm starting to think that was more car design than raw driver talent so yeah and a a few luck of the results as well in some of the races yeah of course so So, I just didn't see enough for him last year 
and with the assumption that the cars are going to be more competitive and where he's going to sit, there is such a passion for those young drivers to really, really push. And he doesn't seem super passionate or fiery about anything. So I kind of just see him getting swallowed up. Yeah, I mean, his seat's pretty secure, so it's not like he has to really fight for his place. So I think... You know, if you don't have that backing behind you, you just know that you've got your seat, then it could lead to a bit of complacency potentially, I'd, I'd say. Possibly. Yeah. So I've got him down there. I hope the Aston's really, really quick. And if it is really, really quick, it wouldn't surprise me if he finished higher because mm. I think he scales sort of the most with the car out of all the drivers. I'd agree yeah. with that point. Yeah. Do we want to chat about number 15? Yeah, let's go. I've got uh, Sonoda. Down you've got Sonoda? I also yeah. have Sonoda. I've yeah. got Latifi. Okay, interesting. So I think... We we were you and I were on the um same sort of thought process there, Andy. Like, why have you got him down as fifteen? I've got him as fifteen because I think the car for Alpha is going to be good, but Sonoda has his moments, and yep. those moments are going to cost him points in specific spots. Yeah. See, I I also thought the same thing. The car, you can see it in the team that they have the performance there. Yeah. Look at Gasly. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I so I have Gasly higher, and I'll I get have to a that lot higher later than, than that, but. I think that's, yeah, it's the difference between the two drivers that's going to see Sonoda a little bit lower. I agree. I put Latifi a little bit higher because even though I went pretty hard on the Williams delivery saying I didn't like it, I do genuinely believe that with all the work and the new investment they've had, that they've got a pretty solid racing car this year. Yeah. And I really enjoy Latifi as a driver. I think he's more than competent. He's certainly hampered by starting in Williams as a rookie. Yeah. But he's a good driver. He's, he's my favorite bloke. Canadian driver. Yeah, he's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a nice bloke. That's the thing. He's too. a nice bloke. Yeah. You just and want him to see, you just want to see him do well just because he's nice, you know? Yeah, he's nice and he seems really genuine and he seems yeah. excited. And Canadians are culturally quite similar to us Aussies. Yeah. So they're yeah. easy to support and like. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I really think that Williams is in a good spot. He's cut his teeth as a rookie for the last, what, two years now? Two yep. seasons? Yep. Yeah, so he's got enough experience in race craft. He was pretty racy last year. I reckon Williams is on for a be- a, an absolute belter this year. So that's why I've put Latifi at 15. And that's why I've also put Albon at 14. I've got Albon at 14 as well. Yeah, okay. I had Stroll at 14. So I'm just sort of, for me, I have Stroll at 14. I have Vettel at 13. So it's like I'm banking on them being similar to how they were last year. They've got a car that was, yeah, it was okay. They were hampered a little bit last year by some of the regulation changes. It seemed they couldn't quite get the results that they wanted. And I'm just thinking that this season, unless they have some big changes, yeah, I just, I don't, yeah, I see them down there again. Like when I just think think of some of the other drivers in there and some of the the way their cars have been in the last few years. Obviously, you know, completely new regulation, completely new season. But yeah, it. Is one is this changes just enough to you know get them up there? It may very well be. It it may be. We might be. They've taken a relatively unique car design. Yeah, they've certainly got features on it that they've taken further than any other car, especially their side pods Mm. and those designs. And if that's the winning key, then yeah, absolutely, it wouldn't shock me. They've got Aston Martin's factory team, their team principal, and their team setup is a genuine racing outfit they love it so if that car's good no doubt in my mind they're going to leapfrog up andy did a really good job of convincing me though last week that look at all the other vehicles and look at the trends that are going on that this side pod design 
may be the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. If you they're making these regulation changes, but there's got to be at some point convergence on the designs to you know an optimal solution. They put all this time and effort and money into it. There's going to be some form of optimal design there that they're going to discover. And I think the teams have the knowledge when they start looking at other cars as well from, you know, launch photos. Everyone does keep a little bit of hush-hush, but you sort of have a bit of a look around and there's going to be changes by Bahrain. And I think you're going to see some of that convergence coming towards that design. Well, I was going to say the Alpine's released today and they have a similar sidepod design as well to the Aston with one key difference I found. They have two versions of the cooling vents, one on the sidepod, one on the upper fin. Okay, so they've... They've, they've sort of taken the Aston idea and have just, I don't know now. I don't know what if I agree with what I said on the Aston now that I've seen the Alpine have it. Interesting. Because well, now us, that changes my viewpoint too because I base mine on yours. It, when I seen that, I was like, hang on, maybe Aston does have something. Because I, like I said last week, the only other team that we knew at the time that had similar side pods was Alfa Romeo and we all know how good they've been. Not great. Yeah. I don't know. So for me, it's just, I hate to say it, but you take, I've been taking a bit more of a cue from, you know, Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. I just think there's something about the teams there. The last few years, while obviously Mercedes has dominance, Ferrari's had good cars at points, Red Bull's had some really excellent cars at points as well. I just think they have the knowledge and the resources in those teams to excel above the rest still, regardless of the regulations. So all these slight slight changes, yeah, they're unique, but... Yeah, I still eventually think... the cars will kind of homologate themselves. Yes. Yeah, when people identify the components that are the most effective yes. on everyone's cars. Can, yeah, can I, real quick, uh, Ross Braun has come out in the last week that says if a team does find a silver bullet that seems to dominate these regs, they've already got rules in place to change the upcoming seasons. Yeah, so interesting. The, the teams have to keep thinking on their feet. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. It's essentially looking like they're having anti-domination rules built in. Okay, yeah, that cool. changes things too. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about Alpine. Let's move on to my number 13. I've put Ocon in. Yeah, I've got Ocon. Yeah, I had him at 12, so roughly about the same kind of point. Yep. Yeah. And I think the reason I've got him there is he's clearly talented. He's proven that. He's won a race. He has won a race. There are... Big mitigating circumstances, but he has the W, so he's got mm. it. Well, I, I don't think he is higher on my list is. While he's quite a competitive driver, his defense is noticeably weak. Yeah. Uh, Alonso threw everything at Hamilton mm. and those cars and held them off yeah. to get Ocon the win. That couple was such weeks, a great moment, though. Oh. oh, brilliant moment. A couple of weeks later, though, Ocon was expected to hold a defensive line in order for... Fernando Alonso to improve his position and I think he made it one corner mm. and the driver was passed and it on look it didn't even look like he was registering a driver in his mirrors yeah so that's why I've kind of popped him there he's, he, he's got Oscar Piastri breathing down his neck it doesn't like you said F1 contracts aren't worth the paper they're written on if P, if they think Piastri is going to be better than Ocon I wouldn't hesitate if I was Alpine to put him in that yeah, seat yeah 100% nor would I yeah nor would I so Ocon and I think sooner rather than later, with having Alonso in the team, I think it'd be good to have someone like Alonso as the mentor for a new driver coming in. Obviously, Alonso getting up there now, probably, you know, retirement soon. We Two think. or three max. Yeah. Two or yeah. three max. So, you know, if you want to get uh, Piastri in on the team, you're going to want to um, bring him in while you've still got Alonso there. I'm pretty sure Alonso is actually stepping out for a few free practice sessions for yeah. Piastri to actually jump in and have yeah. a drive. I even 
believe the idea was floated that he'd sacrifice most FP1s unless it was a circuit he wasn't a regular at because of his level of experience. Yeah, that yeah they he were can afford to do it, yeah. And it's com- it's better for the team too. 100%. All around. Yeah. Because, you know, Piastri's out there, one, learning the tracks and the cars, but he's also collecting a different set of data. Yeah. Fernando is so consistent. You know what the car's going to do when he's out there. Yep. You have so much historical evidence with that man. Just put the kid in there. Is there anything else we really need to say about Ocon? We don't think he's going to be top 10. He's going to hang around just outside of it. I think he's going to get some results. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't see him being consistent over the season. I can see him being one of the drivers whose results come about through races where there are significant incidences more than him getting his car through qualifying and racecraft. Gentlemen, let's talk about number 12. I'm going to start for this one because this was a decision that hurt me a little bit to put this man so low. But I've put Valtteri Bottas at number 12. Interesting. I, I also have Valtteri at 12. Okay, he's at 12. Yeah, so I put him at 11. So right. we're about the same, again, about the same kind of point and same as you. It hurt me to put him that low. But it's the car, right? It's That's the, car. the reason. It's the car. It's, the car. it's, it's literally the car. the car. It's the car. He's moving from the best constructor on the grid to yep. one of the bottom three. Yep. He's also going from second driver to first driver, which I think might give him, like, there might be some pressure there. Possibly. Potentially, yeah. He's never been the first driver at a team. He's always had Felipe Massa when he was at Williams. He's had Lewis at Mercedes. Now he's the driver. We haven't seen Valtteri as the driver. I'm not knocking his race craft or anything. I think he's one of the best drivers on the grid. But the car, the pressure, like it's it's an explosive combination. Mm. I've not thought about it in that way. The mindset I've kind of looked at it is that he gets to go to a team where the expectation is only based around his performance of pushing the car as far as it can be in developing it. And the fact that there is no expectation of team orders, there is no expectation of you must be here on the grid at all times and do as we say and do it as we expect, that when he's moving to a team, even though he does have lead driver responsibilities, the fact that those responsibilities would be fair and something he's wanting to be a part of, I'm hoping that this is just a really blissful, happy relationship at yep. Alfa Romeo where we get to have this happy Valtteri Bottas who goes, look, I'm not up on the podium anymore, but I tell you what, coming eighth, doing it myself, not having any insane pressure or orders on me feels so much better than all those second places yeah. that I had to give, I had to swallow to yep. give Lewis his first. Yeah, coming eighth in a car that is maybe, you know, you're sort of pushing that car to come eighth versus coming eighth in a Mercedes where you're expected to be like, first, second, third. There's got to be a bit more joy in getting that result than, you know. I I do think there'll be a honeymoon period where he is happy with that, but Valtteri's a racer and racers don't want to come, mate. They want to come first. It's a very, and your mindset is a really good one because it's something that I never just considered. Valtteri will come outside of the top 10 based on the nature of his car. Yeah. Awesome. Number 11. I've got Fernando. We're, We're so close. So I've got him as 10. I've got Fernando at 11. Yeah. Like we're just... You know, there's the, just the one or two points between us so far. It's interesting. Can I just point out, I've actually put like a points differential for all mine. Okay. And so it's it's based on the driver above where my negatives are. So I've got like Alonso only three points ahead of Valtteri. Yeah, okay. So I'm not saying it's going to be difficult to see Valtteri jump into that 10th space. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, just based on the predictions, the cars this year, just feel like maybe... 
So you know, I think the Alpine's just going to do that little bit better. So you're saying Valtteri and Alonso? I reckon there's going to be some, some. I reckon there's going to be some fights. Yeah, some good fights between the two. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they have it in them too. I, I'd love to see that. Valtteri, when he gets his elbows out, he can get his elbows out, and I and think now he has permission to use his yes, elbows yeah. at any opportunity he Absolutely. deems. Yeah. I've put Fernando just outside of it because I don't think the Alpine will be as competitive as some of the other cars. So yeah, that's why okay. he's sitting yep. there. The reason I've got him just outside the tennis, he is super experienced. He has El Plan, which was also for the first time, I believe, brought up to him today in an interview yeah. by F1. Uh, a journalist asked him about it and he cracked the biggest grin and kind of went on a bit of a yarn saying like, look, it's a bit of a joke that's kind of got out of hand now and I can't really escape <laughs> this beast. Yeah. But, but at least he's embraced it. He has, he has El Plan. He's also been in the Alpine for a year now. Yep. Second year drivers are always pr- they do bunch better. Yep. They're more experienced. He's been involved in the development of the car. I think the Alpine will be upper midfield ish. That's where Fernando will be. Yep. Which brings us to the top ten. So this is where it starts to get a bit spicy, and yeah. I think this is where we're going to see a little bit more variation. For my number tenth, I have Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Okay. That's a bit higher than mine. I had him down in thirteenth. So like I said, I had Alonso ten. Yep. So, yep. I also have my boy Seb Vettel at ten. This was more of a heart pick for this me. This was definitely a heart <laughs> pick when I when I was because I've only got him two points ahead of Alonso on mine. I'm like, I want Seb up there. I want Seb and Alonso to battle Ooh. it out all year Seb and Alonso. come down to the final race because I think that'll be more exciting Seb. than watching the World Championship come down to the final race. So I love watching veterans race. Seb Alonso Valtteri in a bit of a fight. Yeah, that'd be one of the better be races. Yeah. It's absolutely going to be close. I think yeah. I think this year we're going to see barely, like it's going to be three to four, five to six points yep. through most drivers. And I really hope it is because that's going to be an absolute brilliant season. It's going to be a season. Of a season, yeah, for sure. Vettel's there in 10 for me. I really want to see him get some results. He has the experience and the talent to get some results. If the Aston's good, I see 10 being reasonable, maybe one or two spots higher. If the Aston's bad, I see 10 being him outperforming the car. Yeah. And I know that's being unrealistic based on his last couple of years of being relatively good, but still not being that insane maniac from Red Bull yeah. of the early 2010s. He's still got a few spins in him, I think. Yeah, and that's really what kind of is dropping him down my order mm. is that plenty of the times he's in the opportunity to pick up a scraping of points, but three out of or sort of half of all those races he's in those opportunities, he spins it and drops out of the points again. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Number nine, gentlemen, who do you have? I got Pierre. Yeah, I also have Pierre. I have Pierre. Yeah. I think But I do want to say I think Pierre's getting another win this year. Yeah. I think he'll win one of the races. He'll win one of the races of the season where Max and Lewis take the take each other out. I see, because he's always he's unless always he there. gets taken out, he's always right there. Six to fourth. Mm. He's always right there. And yep. I love hearing Pierre and his race engineer. Oh, absolutely. He, after he won that race and I was like, what did he just do? Yeah. Like, that was one of my top 10 moments yeah. of that year. Just hearing the, the joy in their voice when they won. Yeah. Can we all agree that we would love, love to have Pierre in our top five, but unfortunately the Alpha Tori is going to limit that because. Yes. I- yeah. He needs to move to a different team. I think if he's going to get up there. Yeah. A lot of people have that opinion. AlphaTauri is on a pretty decent trajectory that I I think it's not unreasonable to assume that if they keep improving over the next three or four years and they really get behind Pierre and he gets behind them, that they can get to the point of challenging for a world title. Yeah. Do I think Pierre is talented enough to be a world champion in a top team? 
No, probably not, just because, and it's not saying he's untalented whatsoever, just because some of the absolute sheer insane talent those top couple of drivers mm, have, mm. I just always see him being one of those guys who is up there, but yep. never never quite getting over the line. And that's why I think staying with AlphaTauri and really pushing and developing that team around him will give him that same result of swapping, because I just don't see him up there with the big World Driver Championship, and it breaks my heart to say that. Interesting that you mention AlphaTauri as a um, competitor in the Constructors' Championship. What do you think in terms of that, With in terms of their relationship with Red Bull, though, however? I think that will hamper them. I think Red Bull F1 won't enjoy it, but I think Red Bull as a sponsorship oh, and sporting 100%. company will say, well, the best team's the one who gets the gets the support. Andy's shaking his head I and disagree. giving me the eyes. I think Christian would love nothing more than to have Alfa Tori up there because yeah. it gives him two more cars to to mess with Mercedes with. That's a very Because he point. would pull team orders because they're the they're the top team, Alfa Tori's a sister team, but that the sister team isn't the number one team. Yeah, that's it. So, so that it- gives him two more cars. To screw with Hamilton. Yeah, so that's it. So that so they're up there, but I don't think they're going to be up there in terms of you know your points because of the fact that they're going to get screwed. That's that's yeah. it. But oh, if their if their car is just as good as that Red Bull and is always there, I guarantee your Horner's loving it. Oh, 100%. When I say challenging, I didn't mean going like not in first or second. I meant the sort of sitting in there with the McLaren and the Ferraris being like, yeah, okay, okay, they're a, they're an absolute shoe in for possibly third, yeah, okay. depending yeah. on a few races. Yeah. Because, of course, the powers that be will never let full direct war between a sister team. But I really like the sound of yours by uh, Christian essentially going, awesome, as long as you guys don't pump us for a win when you're not supposed to. But if, you, if you're happy for third and fourth and when one something goes Ooh. wrong, you pick up all the scraps. We're aces. Can well, you imagine I, trying to pull that team orders, though, if an Alpha Tower is on for the win? I feel like it's already happened. Yeah? Not not for the win, but I feel like last year, I can't remember the race, but there was a point where there was an Alpha Tower in front of Max. It just pulled to the side and let Max zoom right through. Yeah. it's oof, It'd be tough. It it'd would be, be tough, tough to but you've got to understand, like it's Red Bull racing, not Alpha Tower racing. Yeah. And I guess being part of that system, knowing that, hey, you get to be right near the top in a super competitive car, but the concession is these guys take preference. However, you're still in a position that when a seat opens up, we'll put you in because then their drivers are also experienced enough to jump because they're not having to jump from 15th, 16th to first. Mm. They're coming from fifth into first and that that then will create an insane amount of strength for that Red mm. Bull development program. Does Christian have... Uh, puppet strings on Albon still in the Williams in I terms of team orders. I believe so. He is. I wouldn't say that, but I believe he's still a Red Bull superstar. Yeah. So Christian may have that. But yeah. I wonder. I wouldn't. I wonder I, if I, it's weird because they're a Mercedes power unit. So you, Toto. Mm. Mm. Interesting one that one, huh? I look. If anything, I dare say because of what you have both said, it's just going to be one of those things how it's like let's leave it alone for yeah. the sake of everybody involved. Yeah. Because if there's there's one of two drivers who deserve to be left alone by the powers of be, one of them's Pierre Gasly and the other one's Alexander Albon. Yeah. Leave those boys alone. They've been screwed around enough already. Let's move on to number eight, my friends. George Russell. I got Carlos. Really? Yeah. I have Lando. Ooh. I just want to point out one point between my next three drivers. Okay, right. so it's very so it's, close. It's a close race yeah. here. Yeah. It's a very close race. So I think Russell, I think he's going to get some results, but it's a new car. It's a new team. It's, yeah, I think it, he's going to definitely get some good results. I'm, I'm seeing podiums and stuff. Absolutely. In there, but 
I just I don't see him being necessarily as consistent enough that we're used to say from you know Bottas in that seat to be up there at the at the top end of the table. Yeah. My question is, does George get a win this year? Yes. Yeah. He has to. He's in a Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he should have won that Sakir Grand Prix that yeah. Checo won. <sighs> that yeah. was yeah. Look, yeah. that was heartbreaking to watch. It was. Okay. Look, I agree with that. I think he's going to get more than one win too. I yeah. think he's going to get a couple. I think the Mercedes is going to be up there. I think he's got the race craft for it. And I think Hamilton always seems to have a bad one. Verstappen every now and then has a bad one. I think they Russell normally have a bad one at the same time together. by crashing into yep, each other. Yep. Except I, for Silverstone last year. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be on merit though, this one for, for Russell. Like I think it will be, he will have a race where he will outperform both of them. You think First, we're going to have Russ Ham Burr? Yeah, potentially. I hope. Yeah. No, I think that they would. I, I think hope that we they see would that. that. Only once or twice. I hope that doesn't become a meme. <laughs> I hope we see it once near the start and we go, oh no, it's happening. And then for the rest of the year, it's just completely random. Who did you say you had at number? I got Carlos. Why do you have Carlos down there? Well, he's consistent, but I just, he's not as consistent as Charles. That's fair. And like I said, there's one point between my next three drivers. I'm not saying he's not going to be in it. I'm not going to say he's not going to get a podium. I just think that is the logical place to put Saints at the moment. I didn't think that comment, like, I didn't think you putting him there would have me react that way, but it turns out I'm a massive fan of Carlos. I just realized, I'm like, what do you mean? So is he much higher for you? Or it's I have him in seventh. So I have him significantly higher, but we'll get to that. Number seven for me, though. Oh, I should probably talk about why I put Norris at eight. Probably should. Yeah, Yeah, probably should. I'm interested with that because I had him much higher. I have him higher. Mm. Look, I think from here on out, it's going to be split by Max, as you said, Andy, a couple of points whatsoever. The people I've got higher than him, I truly believe are all either in equal talent and a better vehicle or more talented in a comparable vehicle. Mm. So Norris at number eight marks the, the end of my, or the start of my, okay, this is the, the, the sharp end of the sticky. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that everybody from seven to first in an equal car would have a shot at winning a championship next to each other. So that's how I've designed the bottom end of my list, which means my number seven is George Russell, simply because I think the Mercedes will still outperform the McLaren most of the time. Okay. My seven's Lando. Yep. Ooh. But only by one point over Saints because I think a Lando Saints battle right at the end for that that position would be really nice. Mm. Be awesome to watch. Well, they're they're competitive but best friends. So yeah, it, there's going to be no hard feelings either way. It could be heartbreaking though. It would be heartbreaking for Saints, but I think Saints would really love to see Lando beat him as yep. well. Yep, he'd be happy for him. I want to watch Saints beat Lando again. Yeah. Yep. And look, it's not a, it's not that I really dislike Norris at all, but he's unfortunately become the driver that I kind of really enjoy hanging a bit of shit on. <laughs> and everyone has one. Some people, I know Pierre Gasly is a common one for a lot of people to be like, yeah, but he sucks. For me, I'm kind of like with Lando. He's very talented. I just kind of don't naturally gel with his personality. Yeah, okay. Therefore, he cops a bit for me. Yeah. That's also why he's at number eight. So number six. I got George just because it's a Mercedes, but I don't think he's going to be with the the next five drivers I have, I think have just that little bit more experience than George in a top team car. Mm. That's the only reason George is here. I'd love to have George a lot higher, but I just, it's his first year at the Mercedes. Yep. There's going to be teething issues. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you have, Dave? I got old big dick, Danny Rick. I was going to say, this is going to be my first sad big dick, Danny Rick of the season. Yeah. But 
You guys have no faith in my boy. Look, big, big dick Danny Six is what I'm going look, with. Oh, I have I have faith in him. I just I, I still for me, it's it's the car. Like the McLaren is there and it's there. Like it you but know it's, it's gonna be there, strong. There. But it's not it's not higher. And I think just between the two of them, so my my number five was Norris. Like I think they're gonna be closer this season than they were, but I still think just a little bit more time in the car. I think Ricardo Unless this car is so different that suits his style a lot more, I think he's still going to have just those struggles a little bit from last season that he had that you're going to see him and Norris. I think you're going to see Norris still being slightly better than him. But I think, I'm hoping, it's going to be a lot closer than it was because I was a little bit sad to see such a gulf between the two because I I definitely don't think it was representative of the two of them in terms of their talent last season. My reasoning is slightly different. I think this year the car will suit Daniel better. And that's why I have him outperforming Lando. Yeah, okay. My, my position for Danny is simply limited by I couldn't justifiably put McLaren any higher mm. than the other drivers who are already there yep. with those experience in those vehicles. Yep. I still believe that Danny Rick can be a world champion. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I don't think it's the first year of these regulations. Yep. I want you both to hand in your Australian citizenships for having Danny Rick so low. I don't feel good about it. You shouldn't. So, You're both on Australian in my book. Danny Rick's a lot higher on mine. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Have, have we? Ex- we haven't explained this to the listeners. Have I? We explained this to you that I'm actually not 100% Australian. I know. So I have the ability to, uh, to you know, I, I can put my allegiances elsewhere. So I was born in the UK. So. That might also be swaying some of my uh, decisions. We might talk about that a little later. Yeah, I just think that it is what it is in terms of this driver, uh, this uh, driver's championship that I've got Ricardo down where he is. So. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. It, it. it pained me. It pained me to see. I hate it. it. But I when we when we got to this end of the list, yeah. I just I kind of had to go into analytics mode. Yeah, because it is it is that it is that hardcore down there. All right, number five for me was Carlos Sainz. I got the minister of Mexican defense, Checo Perez. Interesting. Interesting. I had, like I said, Norris. Yeah, yeah, five, Norris. So, yep. Yeah. I think Checo is going to have to sacrifice results this year for Max because mm. it's Max's team, let's be honest. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, that's yeah. logically I have to put him here. Okay. Interesting. I have signed sat in five because I think, I, I think by the look of that Ferrari, I think it's going to be really quick. Yep. I think top four. So, which for me, the top four, and it's not a spoiler, will be the two Red Bull and two, uh, sorry, it'll be the two Red Bull drivers, a Mercedes and a Ferrari. Yep. That, that, that's that, why that, I have in my top four yep, as that's well. that's my top four. Yep. I think Charles will get more points than him. Carlos is smooth and consistent. Yep. But Charles is their A driver. He's just quick. That's and he, the thing. he's quick. Yeah, he's, he's just quick. quick. Yeah. And when he's when he's on, he's, he's on. far quicker than Carlos. Yeah, 100 percent I want to say far quicker. It's two tenths of a second. <laughs> Imagine being told you're far quicker and it's not even half a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah, but two tenths of a second is a lot in Formula One. It is. it is. And when he's on, he is better. Yeah. So for my number four, I've gone Checo. Okay. I've gone Leclerc. I got big dick Danny Rick with three wins. <laughs> three wins. I'd love three to see. Three wins, three shoeys. Yeah, I'd love to I see it. I want three shoeys. I'd love to see it. I want three shoeys so bad. Look, I think that McLaren is going to surprise us, and I think it's not out of the question that Danny Rick can aim for four. And, and I think Danny Rick getting less than four is a loss for yeah. Danny this year. 
Boys, are we doing shoeys if Ricardo wins? Absolutely. Yes. We'll do some shoeys. I'm, I'm yeah. doing shoeys if he wins. 100%. I did one last year in Monza. I, I didn't actually, but I, did. I, I well, should do one this the year. The first thing I did was I cried, and then I did a shoey. <laughs> I was I had a few tears in my eyes while yeah, I was doing yeah. my shoey too. Yeah, I uh, I was a little I was emotional so by that one too. It tasted so, so good. <laughs> I want you to be right, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I like I, it. I, I want you to I'm be right. I'm confident in my pick, Danny Rick fourth. I yep. think anything higher is a win. Anything lower is a loss for Danny Rick at this point. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Look, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it too. but I've just, got Checo at four. He started last season getting to terms with the car. Once he got it figured out, he was right where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. I can't see a reason for him to hit the ground running and be second, third, fourth, fifth consistently from race one. Yep. By that nature, the sheer number of points you're going to get is going to put you top four. Yep. That's where I see him sitting. One, because he is happy to do team orders for Max. Mm. He proved that. 100%. I don't think he would have been allowed to sign a contract if it wasn't written that, mate, do you fully understand that your role on this team is to give that man there the world championship that he can get? Mm, and that this is that. a team sport and your signing will mean you are going to support us in that. That being said, though, I do see if Checo's in a better position than Max, Max repaying the favor. Oh, of yeah, I would. Yeah. I, 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 and I don't think Max would of course, hesitate. Yeah. I, I think he'd be a little salty inside, but he, he needs to repay After Checo. the performance that Checo gave in the last race of the season, last season, I think he would 100% be happy to repay that favor. Oh, the only time it would ever come over the radio is if it is like the situation was last year. No, every point does matter. Yeah. If they're either significantly ahead or significantly behind, and when I say significantly, I mean like, out of reach of more of a race or so, I think mm. they will play that more even field. Mm. But if it's if it's down to the wire, that there would be that understanding that when we make the call, yep. you you follow the call. Getting to the podium places, I guess, at the World Championship, yeah. my bronze medalist for the twenty twenty two World Drivers Championship is Charles Leclerc. I've got Charles as well. Yeah, I've got I've got Perez down there. Um so you were talking about you think Red Bull's gonna sacrifice him. I think so too, but without a second strong Mercedes there. I don't see his results being as bad, if that makes sense. I think the sacrifice is you're sacrificing him for third. So that's why I see he's still going to get consistently up there on those podiums. I think he's going to be essentially that Bottas role in those, you know, ham verbots or verb ham bots that we were seeing. I think it's going to see a lot of that with Perez down in third. Yeah. Side note, I'd love to see Sonoda win, Perez second. Max third. Super Max. Super Max. Yep. Would be Just change, change, <laughs> change his uh, three-letter thing yep. to MAX for that yep. weekend. Yep. May as well. Second place. This is where we get controversial. This is, I think this is where the crux of the argument lies. It does. Lewis Hamilton for me. Lewis as well. Max Verstappen. Fair enough. And I think you're just going to look at me and you're going to say it's because I'm British. It's because I'm a Hamilton fan. No, I'm just going to say it's because you're wrong. Yeah, it is because I'm wrong. It's because you're wrong. It's because I'm wrong. But... In my defense for this one, I think Hamilton this season is going to be a different beast. The way that last season ended, not getting that eighth world title, you can see how much he wants that eighth world title. I think it's going to be next level Hamilton this season. I also, I'm wondering just, you know, this is me thinking, Max has done it now. He's done it once. Is the drive still there to do it a second time? I don't know. Yeah, look. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I can I can see what you're saying. He's a racing driver, so yes, the, I'm going to say the drive is probably there. But yeah. I think there's the chance that Hamilton is just going to be on fire again this season. But I agree. 
Yeah, I'll let you finish because I have a butt to. You've to, got a butt. All right, I, let I me have, agree first. Let me yeah. walk myself into this hole. Yeah, and then you can close the lid on me when I get there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a flip of a coin. Mm. Lewis is going to bring something we've never seen this year, but Max has tasted first place, and I tell you what, I think he really likes how it looks and feels. Yeah, and I think that he's aware that winning one world championship when the last group of people to do it have won numerous. One means nothing. He one doesn't means, want to be a Jack Villeneuve. Yep. One means I begin now. I yeah. think he's got that that le- that athlete's mindset. And also, Lewis has done seven. Before that was Seb with four. Yep. Before that was Button with one. And yep. then it was Michael, wasn't it? For a good chunk as well. No, no? not that close. I think there was some. No, because you had oh. got up. Can I just... Yeah, do your nerd thing. I'll do my nerd thing like Seb. So it was uh, in 20, 2013 to 2010 was Seb. Yep. Then there was Button. Hamilton then won his first. Yep. Then it was my boy Kimmy. Then it was Alonzo twice. And then it was Michael till the start of the millennium. Okay, cool. Mm. What? Yeah, I think that gives me enough to to stay on my, my heel here and say that if you're going to do one, you kind of have to do three. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm just... Hamilton... He's, he's going to retire soon. Max is going to have that time, that dominance period to get those extra ones. I just think this season we're going to see a different Hamilton just because of that desire to get that eighth. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the thought of retirement's probably in his mind and the fact that, you know, retiring with that eighth, who knows, he might be like eight and done, you know? So I've actually gone a completely different route to get to my conclusion of Lewis in second, and it's all to do with George. Okay. So early season, early season, I see George having a little more free reign than the later half of the season. Okay. And I think George is going to get the better of Lewis a few times. You're going to think he's going to cost him points. I think he's actually going to cost Lewis some points. Yeah. So Because, like, look at George as a race driver. Mm. He is competitive. He's aggressive. Like I said last week, it's going to be the ultimate sook-off between the two. <laughs> There's going to be a point... Where George is gonna not listen to the team, hundred percent, and it is hundred percent. Hamilton wanted Bottas this year. He wanted to end his career with Bottas. I've got no Mm. doubt in that. Nor do I. And the fact that Bottas has gone and George has come in, George has got a point to prove that he needs to sit in that Mercedes. Yep. He's gonna do something that's gonna cost Lewis some points, and that's that's how I think Max gets the championship at the end. Yeah. So that's where I was getting to with my butt, and it's a big butt. And I cannot lie. I, th- <laughs> I think that it's going to come down to the fact that Red Bull are going to have two cars up there consistently. And that's where we're potentially going to see Hamilton struggle. It's that team dynamic. Hamilton doesn't do well under pressure. He proved that last year. Yeah. But I oh, I don't know. He's he Early on when there was pressure on Hamilton, Hamilton made mistakes. He cracked he a few went times. Ever, he cracked a few he, times. Whenever he's got pressure, he cracks under pressure. He cracked a few times and then he won four on the bounce at the end of the season. Thanks to the FIA, but uh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Here, we Here we go. Here we go. Here we the go. Coming off. Here we go. But no, so I think it is going to come down to the fact that you know Red Bull are going to have that strong position to be able to use tactics in order to beat Hamilton and then take obviously those points away from him. I think if Russell's up there, I think the desire from Hamilton to win, and I think if they've got the ability to get those, like I, I see the, the racing between the two of them is going to be close, and I do see personally Hamilton coming out on top in those instances. It's it's not off the cards, and mm. I don't think anyone sitting here in agreement is being like, well, there's no way Hamilton will win. Yeah, it's 
Yeah. It would not shock me whatsoever if he gets another two on the trot and retires with 10. Yeah. That, and I'd be really sad uh, if that happens. So do, would do, I. Do your maths again there, mate. That would only be nine. I'm, sh- I'm so bad <laughs> at maths. Anyone who knows me personally knows I'm the worst at numbers. Yeah. Brad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Look, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think we can jump from here into a little bit more of a free roam chat and go through some wild predictions that you, Andy, have prepared for us. Okay. So. What do you guys think will be the race of the season and why? That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'll give you a start if you want. What do you think? Yeah, it's give us It's been my one. race of the season for the past two years. Is it Baku? No, Monza. Monza the last two years Monza has been, has been good. absolutely fantastic because it's been a new winner. Not, yeah, not true, a Mercedes. True. Not a Red Bull. It was someone new. Yeah, And it true. was exciting till the end. Yep. I can't disagree with you, but for the sake of a discussion, I'm going to say what I thought your answer would be and say Baku. Yeah. Baku always springs to mind as like a, a race that it produces something. Every, other than the, that first year it was run, it's produced something every year. It's one of my favorites. It's probably yeah. my favorite street circuit. Yeah. It's my favorite yeah. street circuit. I love it. I love Sector 3 at Baku. Like yeah. Racing that on the games is fun and watching it is mm. fantastic. Those mm. cars go so quick down that straight. Yep. No, I think I think Baku could be up there because it's always interesting. And I'll it, tell you what it won't circuit. be. Any of the Middle Eastern tracks. Probably not. They haven't produced much good racing. Jeddah... Jetta had a bit of excitement, but that was mainly because the guys crashed into each yeah. other. That was season <laughs> drama. And yes. I think the best way we can describe Abu Dhabi is in the wise words of Kimi Reich, and the first two corners are good, the rest is shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Baku. That's mine. Are you gonna go with Baku as well? I think Dave? I'll go with Baku as well. Yeah. Most improved driver this season from last season. Well, I feel like we all did quite talk up George Russell on that one. Are we are we saying we're putting that down to the car or are we talking in terms of talent? I'm That's talking in terms of like not no no car, we're not talking about cars or anything. We're talking about pure driver improvement due to driver doing good. Mm. So I've got Seb Vettel. Yeah, okay. Because that's what I was going to say. I feel like Russell's going to have the advantage of jumping up the field because of the car. Yeah. Mm. That's an interesting one. I, yeah, that is a really interesting one. My brain instantly said Gasly, but that might be falling into the same thing you did. And I think because the Alpha will be better, he'll jump up. But if I think of a driver who will increase their capabilities regardless of their car, my brain keeps yelling out that Nicholas Latifi. I think yeah. based off his last two years that he's going to start really well, bouncing off Albon mm-hmm. and having the new leadership and structure they've set up. I think we're going to see him really step up this year with his skills and his capability and his confidence. So I'm going to go with Nicholas Latifi as my most improved. I'd like to see Mick, um, yeah, Mick be most improved. Like, you know, get some decent results for the house. So I'd like to see that. That would be good. Yeah. Who do you think, Andy? I have Vettel because... Oh, you already said that. Yeah, my apologies. I, I, lo- I love watching Vettel race. I want to see Vettel near the top of the field. So if he improves his position and is near the top of the field, I'd love it. Yep. Um, Next one, just a wild prediction you think is going to happen throughout the year. I've got Charles winning in Monaco. Ooh. Now, that is a bit of a wild one considering is, his reputation. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, I think. It's something yeah. unexpected you don't think is going to happen. Or you'd the love, cha- but you'd love to see. Yeah, and I'd love, love to, to see, see Charles win in Monaco. Yeah, 100%. I've got one, which is... I Now, this is a wild prediction, but I'm going to say right now. Neither Mercedes or Red Bull wins the first race. Mm. I'd really like to see yeah. that. So I'm going to say that first race, we see any of the other drivers get up on that top step. I that, don't that think we'll see, see a Mercedes or Red Bull mm. P1 the first race. Are we talking because they take each other out or are we talking on uh, car merit? 
I'd love to see some uh, some spiciness to start the season. I'll tell you the- what, <laughs> it's a good setup for the season. If the first race they come out, and they take each other out first corner, first yeah. lap, and be like, "All yeah. right, boys, we're on for another one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's my bold prediction. I don't think it's going to be because of taking out. No, I genuinely think that someone will either be in second or third from an absolute belter in quality, and it might just be a bit DRS trainee, and they'll just kind of get it. Mm. I'd like to see something exciting happen in Bahrain. Yeah. Well, that's the first race. So if what you say happens, I'd make Bahrain exciting oh, for once. Here's me being dumb, thinking it's Australia still. No, I it's mean, like yeah. great round four this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm just thinking of Australia's circuit. Here's yeah, my bold prediction. Australia will be the first race of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think COVID's coming to Bahrain? I have no idea. Bold prediction. Australia's not going to feature for some reason. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get the yeah. Omicron Sigma variant. Yeah. Just turn up and it's, F1's canned again. Yeah. Out. Look, you'd hate to see it, but I tell you what, it wouldn't It wouldn't be the greatest shock of all time. It would not. <laughs> do you have any more questions for us, good man? Which car is going to improve this year? Which one do you think is just going to come out of the back and just be 100 times better than last year? I've got the obvious one with Haas. I think they've got something coming, and they're going to be a lot better than they were over the past few years. I, I would say, yeah, I think they're going to improve a lot, given the fact that they didn't do much development of their car last season and put all their efforts into this season. You'd bloody hope that it's worked for him. I'm going to agree with Haas, but I'm also going to throw in, and it's going to sound weird, but Ferrari. Yeah. I think Ferrari will be competing for wins out the gate. Yep. Yep. I, I reckon they're back. There's something about that car. That car does look good. But knowing how my predictions normally go, they've probably absolutely botched it because I really, really like it. <laughs> so it's probably an absolute... Just despite you. Absolute dog of a car again. Yeah. Right here, boys. Well, I think that will just about do us for the main part of our discussion this week. Do you have anything else to add? I'm just hoping that it's going to be a good season, really. I'm super keen for it to kick off. And uh, yeah, I'm just keen to get cars back on the track. Like I've, I've been strive for motorsport for the past few months. Like I watched the Daytona 500. <laughs> That's how much I've missed motorsport. <laughs> I went back through and did all of MotoGP two and three. So I'm also keen to see some cars on track. Yeah, it'll be good. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening. If you're interested, you can find the Formula Bums on Instagram, Twitter, and Discord, and we're at Formula Bums on everything. And if you enjoyed this listen, we are found on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Amazon, and Google, and pretty much everywhere else you can find a podcast these days. We don't have a huge amount to ask anyone, but if you are listening to this, it would mean a lot to us as we've just started. If you could give us a follow, a like, and especially a review, it really helps get our name out and about in the in the podcast libraries. Also. If you write a review and you give us five stars and we really like it, we're happy to read it out on the show because we really want this to become part of a community where we're talking to the people out there because we love this sport so much. And the reason we sit down to do this is we really want to talk to people about it. So if you're out there and you've ever considered reaching out to us, please do. We would love to hear from you. Thank you very much, guys. And we'll see you next week. See you guys. See ya. Sorry, not number eight. No, he is at number eight. Yeah, you had someone else at seven. You had George yeah, at seven. Well, I have Lando at seven. We're doing seven yeah. now. Yeah, we are on seven. <laughs> right. We finished seven. Good luck editing that, Andy. <laughs> yeah, fuck. That can go in the outro there. Yeah, Good luck editing that. <clears throat> I was getting that flame built up. <laughs> oh, dude, that's all good. That yeah. was the end of my sentence yeah, anyway. That's why I was just like, I need to get this out because if I talk again, it's Shall we out. just move on to the next one and I pick up? Yep. yep. 